Hey, what's up, guys? Boxing with B. Hey, Rob, without the paycheck. Today is Mexican Independence Day. So first off, are you going to say it or am I going to say it? Viva Mexico! Mexico lindo y querido Si vuelves de ti Fight! Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! This is the guy that's going to give him the biggest fight. Then guess what? So, I mean, in boxing, let's just talk boxing just to, you know, to talk about or to celebrate Mexican Independence Day. Now the great fighters they brought to this world. Yeah. So first off, what comes to mind when you think Mexican fights. Oh. Mexican boxing. Like it's always saying, it's not a Mexican fight until you're fighting like a dog fight. Each going at it, no one going down. Mm -hmm. Pop, you give me this, I hit you back, you drop me, I get up. Yep. And let's finish this. Yeah, exactly. So even like, even people that are not Mexican, what do you know? They always say, oh, you know, they fight Mexican style. Mexican style. Mexican you know, style. Triple you, G. Sure, I was going to say, to you all newcomers and everything, you got Triple G. Everybody yeah. loved him because he was knocking everybody out. He came at it. You hit me and I'm going to hit you even harder. Yeah. And he did it. And then at the end, too, just to talk about him a little bit when he would say stuff like, you know, because at that time, Abel Sanchez was his trainer. Yes. Also Mexican. And he would say, well, I mean, also Mexican. Triple G's not Mexican. No. It's from Kazakhstan. But he would say, my trainer's Mexican. He's like, you know, I love the Mexican people and stuff. And then the style. And then he'd say, como estamos? Yeah. Como está mi gente? Something like that. It's just como like, estamos, mi gente? it's just funny to see that. But it's like the influence that. Mexican style Mexico has on boxing is, a, known, it, is known around the world. It had a lot of influence with Triple G because you have to remember when he was going to fight Canelo 1, there was, it was split in the middle. You had a lot of Mexicans coming yeah. in. Triple G, Trepeje va a ver. Somos mexicanos, es mexicano como yeah, los otros. Yeah, it's true because I think with Mexicans, they respect Mexican style fighters. They Mexicans, I think, are the, like, the greatest fan base that you can yeah, have. Yeah, they respect guys with heart. Yes. That won't give up. Exactly. That's if what you they have love. heart and you get up, like they say, like the whole uh, Aztec warrior style, yes. if you get up, even if you're losing, even if you're losing and you get up and you continue, you're going to get the respect from Mexican fighters. Look yes. at um, Arturo Gatti. He yep. was not Mexican. He is Italian, you know, from what, uh, New Jersey or something like that out there. But every time he'd get, he'd fall, get back up, bloodied up, get back up. He would fight to the Fan end. Fan base is there. But I mean, what boxer comes to mind for you? If someone told you, like, wow. who is your, who, okay, in the history. I don't have a Mexican. lot. My dad used to watch a lot. But the ones I used to love when I was little, I saw Salvador Sanchez. Yes. And that's the mm. word I was, I mean, those are the two words I was looking for. Because I think when everybody talks about Mexican style, or Mexican fighters, forgive me, Mexican fighters, Salvador Sanchez is number one. There's a lot of guys, but there's a one guy that I remember that got under his skin. I can't remember. He's Puerto Rican. And uh, he did not really want to knock him out. He wanted to hurt him. And he did that. He was one of those fighters that never gave up, never did it. To me, I never saw one, no one hurt him or beat him. Only this thing, the only thing that beat him in life was that speed in Car sports accident. cars. Yeah. Talking about Mexican fighters, you, it's honestly, it, there's way too many to cover everyone in yes. one show. Because if we did that and we said we got everybody, we would get so much bad feedback because it's like, you, Call you, this guy, this guy, you forgot about this guy. No, you can't. There's and you know so how much many. respect there is for Mexican, I mean, for Mexican fighters that even if they're not Mexican, 
they're considered. If you look at the list, they're considered. Honorable Mexican, yeah. Basically. Montequianopolis. Yeah. Well, he was but, a citizen, right, later? Yeah, he was Cuban. He became a Mexican citizen, but the Mexican embraced him, mm-hmm. and he became... And look at the great fight that he gave us with, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't even acknowledge this one, but Armando Muñiz. Yeah. El hombre. No, I think it was two fights, I believe, right? Yeah. And it was one of those where it's like, if we would have had YouTube or social media like we do now, back in the day when they were fighting those 15 round fights. You would have saw a lot of differences. Armando Muñiz would have been one of those names where people are like, he's the, what is he, the the people's champ. He would have been the Oscar de la Hoya of his time. Yeah. An Olympian, an, an, a Latin fighter, a Mexican yeah. Latin fighter fighting. Me- so, okay, for me, for me, for my my era, because you said Salvador Sanchez, but growing up, you would say it was is Salvador Sanchez for you? For me, yes. Okay, for me, I think for m- me growing up, it was just like anyone around my age would say Oscar de la Hoya. Oh, yes, Oscar he's was- Mexican-American. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you're Mexican and you live in the UK or you live wherever. If you're Mexican-American or Mexican, whatever, you are Mexican. You have Mexican blood. And everybody takes so much pride in that, too. He was like us, Mexican-Americans, you know? Yeah. And he brought it. He brought he brought both nations, too. He was a, he was a beautiful boxer, but with power. And look at this. In the ring, in on an Olympic stage, in front of the world. What did he do? Go up there with both flags. Yes, he was fighting for the United States, but he took the Mexican and the U.S. flag. And they had said um, they had said before he went up, like, if you take those, you might you you can get disqualified because this is an Olympic stage. You can't be repping two different countries. He went up there with his two flags and he got the gold medal around his neck. And he did that for his mom. You know, Mexican heritage. Mexi- it's just the Mexican heritage. The Mexican culture is just so, um, you know, what is it like? engraved in our, in our everyday life. For us, it was great because he was from, La, you know, from the, we're from all LA. from LA. And he was from LA. Someone that grew up in the streets, running in the morning, smelling the panaderias, like he said. Yeah. You know, and everybody, once they saw how great he was going to be, they loved him. And see, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I grew up watching Oscar de la Hoya. The world knows who Oscar de la Hoya is. Yes. And the world knows him as the Mexican-American boxer. Yep. Until this day, they still know him the as a golden boy. boy. He and is the golden boy. El Niño de Oro. And the his image is up there. Everybody could use that name, but they are, when you say golden boy, they won't think about, I think it was uh, Donnie Lala. I don't know who else had the golden well, boy Well, even name. right now, you have um, Jorge Linares that calls himself El Niño de Oro. Yeah. He's from Venezuela. Yeah. But they used it. But if you say, hey, the golden boy, Oscar's name's going to appear. Exactly. But you know what? Aside from those two that we just mentioned, there's so many names. You know, Marquez. Marquez gave us great fights. Oh, yeah. Hey, been Pac- Pacquiao's never going to forget Marquez. Barrera. Yes, Barrera. Great fights. Eric Morales. All the three fighters that, all the names you named are, are Pacquiao's favorite fighters. Those were just great those fights. Were, so that, see, that was an era where those we Those three made him, made him famous. Pacquiao was getting famous, but those three made him bigger famous. Yes, he beat the Mexican guys, but that's what made him love it because that guy... Mexico's all over the place. Yeah. So the Mexican fighters, how they started seeing this guy, he's like, what the hell? We can't knock out this, you know, Filipino that's never happened before. <laughs> never realized it. You know, great champions come from all over the world. Yeah. And Pacquiao, I don't care what they say. He was a great champion. Yeah. Didn't duck nobody. Went after them. And he fought like a Mexican. He was going toe to toe. But the speed that kid had mm-hmm. showed up these Mexican fighters. But I love Marquez. First fight I saw him fight him. He didn't really know who Pacquiao was. And then he dropped him and he dropped one. I think he dropped 
Marquez, I'm not sure if it's two, twice, I can fucking remember, or three. But I remember Marquez, when he went to his corner, he said, I'm not going to fall no more. That's it. And oh, hell, that was a fight turned. See, that's the thing is like, like we said, Mexican fighters are known to have heart. They get in yep. that, they get in that ring and they go in there and give it their all. But most of the time it's because the, you know, these Mexican fighters, along with other fighters from poverty, they come out and they put it all in the ring because they have to. This is the career that they chose to bring them, you know, take them out of better life. They make them sound like that life. famous uh, Zapata space. We, I'd rather die on my feet than on my knees. And these fighters go down. They could never, that's a sport of boxing. Yeah. You, can, you go in there thinking it's going to be a good fight, but sometimes you cannot come out at all no more. And you know what? Mexican versus Mexican gives us great fights. Oh, like, hell yeah. Let's even go into just talking about Chavez contra Oscar de la Hoya. Mexicano contra Chicano is how they pray. basically sold it. Who was the real Mexican? But you know what? We went to Vegas and you were in my arms. You were a little girl watching that fight with everybody yelling the whole world. Every afternoon, my dad you from and everything. That? I was there from day every, one. Every, everybody that was there, I remember was going. the majority was going for Chavez. There's only a couple of us that were going for De La Hoya. And man, even my father, when he got Chavez, el chingar. Chavez tiene toda la experiencia que todo este, este muchacho que se cree nomás olimpiado. Well, guess what? Olimpiado. <laughs> Beat him up to a pulp the first time and made him not get up the second time. But see, these are just great fights that you always remember because they go in there and give it their all. Yeah. I don't care if people say Mexican-American, Mexican is like, when you get in the ring, Mexican style, Mexican style shows. Yes, it does. And Mexican style at the end of the, end of the day, I can't even talk because I'm going so quick. At the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a brawl. Like we said before, it's fighters Styles. that have heart. There's some boxes, good boxes in Mexico, yeah. you know, that don't go brawling and people get mad, but they win. Yeah. Look at even recently. It just every year we start to see more Mexican people fighters come out. Come out. It's just never going to be an ending. There's never going to be an end to Mexican well, like right boxers. Now, right now, I have to admit, Canelo's going to make history. He'll yeah. be the first one at that weight class. To there be are controversies. Like you said, there's a lot of people that don't like Canelo. But at the end of the day, before before we saw the Canelo that we know now, we saw the Canelo that had to work for what he had to get. And he didn't. He didn't. He didn't complain. He didn't wait. I mean, he waited. You know, when his opportunity yeah. happened, his happened as he was going up, things changed. You know that my was, view, my view to him changed yeah. too. Yeah. But that's another issue. His, you know, his problem, whatever, you know, whatever surfaced with his actions. At of, least he's putting of, of Mexico on the map. Everybody knows him too. Everybody fears him. And everybody loves him. And look, I'm not saying that I approve of steroid use or any or or enhancements. Enhancements. I don't approve of any enhancements. But you can't really talk about Mexican Independence Day as of now without mentioning. Uh, if we're talking about all Mexican fighters, we yes. can't not include Canelo because yeah. he is you know, great. That bump in the road, yeah, it did happen. I don't approve of it, but at the end of the day. Like you said, he is putting Mexico on the map. Yep. He, he doesn't stop. Leading up to that Mayweather fight, that Mayweather fight humbled him too. Yeah. But that I think he should have waited a little bit, but he was being... He should have, but look it. Give him that. Give him that. That he took the Mayweather fight. Yeah, he did. He took it. He could have said, I'm not ready, which he should have. He shouldn't have taken that fight no. if he wanted to have a super, super squeaky clean record. But he took the fight. Yep. He thought he was going to win. He went in there with confidence. but. He just didn't. He didn't realize didn't, that the old man couldn't do it. The old man still had speed. Yes. And an elusive, an elusive fighter. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. That role that nobody, everybody's trying to dominate, try to get, can't do it. Yeah. Another you know? thing. One thing I want to mention, every time we watch uh, Mexican fighters enter the ring, I love watching it because 
I love listening oh, yeah. to the, the music last, that can, we have too when they come Canilla's in. Canilla's last entrance, that was... I'm not that, even a fan of the big entrances you know, when they, they do all these one, like huge No, rockets thing, and everything. Concert, you know. Having Pepe Aguilar, um, his, his daughter. daughter, I think his son was even out there. It's like the whole thing, you just felt like Mexican empowerment. Yes, and it was. It was an empowerment. It really was. But what I was saying is like any fighter that comes in, they come into like Vicente Fernandez or whatever. No me serrajar. Even the, the songs that they come in with, it just really coincides with Mexican style fighting of like, no me serrajar. I don't know how to give up. That kind of song. They come yep. into it. They And I feel it. Like they're in the zone. And then yes. they come into, I mean, no me asustan tipos lenguas largas. Like all that is just like, yes, yes. Yeah. Get in there. Like. Let's go! Right when they come out, it's just like so empowering. I love watching that. And I even love hearing the national anthem at the big fights when you hear Mexico's national anthem. It's just saying with so much power all the time. Yeah, that's that's true. But, you know, me and Canelo, we have issues. But We're not even it. on Canelo anymore. Yeah, but that's what you left off on. So. Well, okay, Leo Santa Cruz, another Mexican fighter out there. That's a boxer puncher. Yeah. A lot of heart. Mexican style, Mexican power, everything shows on the fighter and his father. Yep. Battling of disease and everything. And being in his son's corner, which I know sometimes he shouldn't be there because mm -hmm. of his illness, mm -hmm. but he's there. Yeah. You know, walks with his sombrero, everything, walking on his own. I think they pushed him this time with the wheelchair, but he's, out he's still in his son's corner no matter what. Sick or not sick, he's there. And you know what? Let's. I, I just want to mention, like, we talked about some of the fighters from back then. It's so crazy because Oscar and Marquez and all of them, they're considered back Too bad then. you can't remember when I had you, you know. Well, yeah, I don't remember, but. You know, they spoiled about that. We were like uh, in the area and I was the one carrying everybody's like, no, no babies around, no nothing. And then everybody started eating stuff. They're like, they're thinking you're nachos and look everything. Look at me now. They look at her. They used to see her and then you go and she, you go, yeah, give me that. Gosh, don't uh, tell everybody that I like to eat, man. <laughs> I remember that. That was so funny. That hasn't changed. The lady sat down. You could hear her saying to her husband, get to comer primero. Oh, mira la niña. Get us and you just grab it. <laughs> and Did go, you regulate? Yeah, like, I told oh, her, what no, are no, you no, giving no. my kid? No, you were, yeah, because they were right next to us. So I saw, but it was funny that you had the nachos and you tried grabbing the whole thing. And the lady, una, mi amor, una. <laughs> I hey, remember that right now. Don't offer me unless you want to give me everything. <laughs> but, anyways, fighters now, like I said, we're going to continue seeing a whole bunch of Mexican fighters out there. But yep. some current ones that I would, I would, you know, say that I haven't, I have yet to see them fail to show Mexican spirit out there is... The light ones. The light ones. God, Carlos light Cuadras. Juan Francis, Francisco Estrada. Uh, those two names right there. They're humble people too. And what I like too is like the, the confidence that they have in themselves. Like despite having a loss, yep. they have so much confidence in themselves. And even um, Estrada, what I liked to, what that he said one time in the in the locker room before he went out, he said, I know that everybody considers Canelo as, you know, the top Mexican fighter. And he's like, and with all the respect, I consider myself the top Mexican fighter. He has a good fight. He has a good fight with that. That day we saw him go out against Cuadras. He, he seemed to be losing. It seemed like Cuadras was going to finish him. That was a Mexican him. fight. Cuadras and what did he do? He turned that fight around and finished Cuadras. <laughs> and Cuadras had said, I'm not leaving this fight in the hands of the judges this time. I'm going to finish him. And it, and looked, it looked like, like he, was. he was gonna do it. I was like, oh shoot, he's living up to his word. And nope. Estrada found it within him. Aztec warrior versus Aztec warrior. They were punching and, each other. Oh my Boom, got gosh. Him. And look, now you just capitalize. You just keep going. You got an even younger fighter. You got 
Joshua Franco, yes, a Mexican-American, but when he goes into the ring, what do people see that are not, um, let's say, not Mexican? They see a Mexican fighter in the ring. Yeah, well, uh, Joshua Franco's corner, you know, remember I told you about his trainers. Uh, he always has good fighters. Robert Garcia. Yeah, he always has good fighters in his stable. You never yep. know. But that fight, that even gave Maloney. Maloney was never known here in the States. I knew. The only one I used to hear about all the time, young kid coming up in Australia, it was Zeus' son. Uh, you know, I never heard about the other guy. Then I heard him, so I'll give the other guy credit. He's the only, for us old guys, he's the only other fighter that we know that is not Constance. Constance is Russian, but he fought out of Australia. Mm. And he fought great champions. Yeah. He fought, he even fought Chavez Sr. and beat him. <laughs> and uh, Constance made me a lot of money, but he's not Mexican. Oh, but but that, that fight, you know, that kid, Maloney. Yeah. He's like, to me, he's like another... The only one I knew that came out of Australia, a great champion that came out of Australia, was Kansas Zoo. The second one I know is Maloney. You know, big props to Maloney. He made his name known all over the world. Yeah. But, I mean, like we said, Joshua Franco displayed the trilogy. Yep. Now there's two trilogies under his belt. Comes out and, and just performs. He just oh, finds yeah. it within him, like, to just keep going, keep going. Mexican fighter right now there. Now that I got to meet Franco and him. He does look like the professor. I'm sorry, Mauricio Herrera is the professor, but he uh, he does. When, and I saw him, you know, look like when he was a fighter without his glasses. And yeah, he looks vicious. He look he's coming to, but when he was out talking, he had his glasses on and everything. Yeah, he's he, a professor. Yeah, he's the guy that teaches you how to box, and he really teaches other fighters. He how really to box. teaches you. <laughs> Let's talk about just some current fights that have stood out to you that involve a Mexican fighter. I have one immediately. When you chose, when they handpicked. Um, Mauricio Lara from Mexico to go to the UK and fight Josh Warrington. That to me was a, just a great performance because he was handpicked. Everyone expected Warrington to win. But and what happens? Lara shows the Mexican warrior in him because there was no fans for him in the UK. They nope. were all there for War Warrington. And forgive me if I'm saying Warrington wrong. I don't know if it's Warrington or Warrington. But Lada went out there, put on a great performance, and finished their champion. Knocked him out. Not by decision, because if it would have went to the cards, he would not have won that. No, they would have found something. Finished him to where it was a shock to the world in the UK. Yep. Then you come back, you have the rematch. And, I mean, it, it was stopped by a headbutt. I mean, yeah, a headbutt that cut, uh, caused a cut, and then they had to stop the fight. But right before that, it looked like it was going to be the same turnout. And this time... He had people talking. He had people egging him on. The whole crowd booed him. He had water thrown at him as he was, well, what looked like water, thrown at him as he entered the ring. And what did he do? Entered with his sombrero, cue the music, a poncho, and then he just entered. Wait, did, did I add the poncho in my head? I don't remember if he had a poncho, actually. I don't think. I no, don't... I think he did. Maybe I added it in my head. Whatever. That's how it seemed to me when I was watching the fight. So if that's yep. not how he came out, then that's how I thought he came out. <laughs> and then in the ring, the power. Oh my gosh, he took, he would take some hard shots from Warrington, but he just took it and returned it. And like his power just showed it's like, I just. But you see, it's not only English uh, fighters or anything, like even Mexican fighters and American fighters, sometimes they choose the wrong person. They choose a person that has hunger in them, that wants to establish his name, wants everybody yeah. to know, because not everybody gets a shot at the brass ring. Exactly. All right? Anyways, Mexican Independence Day. That's, there's just too many things to talk about. That's what I thought of. Anything else that you want to add? No. That I can remember, no. I was talking about Yori Boy Campus, the guy. Oh, yeah. They never came. And uh, he put a, he was like 50 and oh, with so many knockouts and nobody wanted to fight him. 
finally fought Trinidad and Trinidad. He was beating Trinidad. He even knocked down Trinidad in the second round. But then the later rounds, he knocked out Trinidad out. But later on in life, they found out Trinidad wasn't really, uh, how could I say it? A clean fighter. Clean? He was cheating. Clean, he was basically cheating. So it is what it is. Yep, it is what it is. And then you said you wanted to talk about Eric Morales and Barrera. Oh, another great Mexican battle. Two Mexican fighters that both had heart, both had power. One became a boxer and the other one still became a, a puncher. And that's what made this fight great. Going at it. Vegas was sold out for these fights because you never know who was going to win. And the true Mexican guys didn't know who they were going to go for because both guys They didn't know who there. to choose. No, both guys they knew were going to go out there and try to finish each other one off. I think, Eric, I think there was a trilogy. I'm not sure. But I remember Eric beat him the first time. And I remember Barrera's uh, famous words because he, he thought he did really good to beat him. He goes, No sé qué tengo que hacer para ganar una pelea aquí en Las Vegas because I think all the other fights were one was a knockout, Pacquiao, mm. and the other ones were decisions that he lost. But he came and redeemed himself and beat him. But those two, you should have seen at the weigh ins, they hated, they hated each other so much that they became good friends now. Yeah, I love seeing that. I've always talked about that, but they hate each other during the fights, during all that. And then at the end, they're like, they're buddies. Well, not too long ago, they had Eric Morales, Barrera, and one more boxer. That's what I was going to get to is because they led up to Andy Ruiz. Was that the fight? Yeah, they were talking okay. about it before the rematch. But that's a name we have to mention too. Andy Ruiz Jr., Mexican-American. But what did he do? He went out there and became the first heavyweight champion for Mexicans. Yeah, basically. He was American, so he took the Mexican. Still Mexican, like I yep. said. Yeah, that was because that's what they even mentioned him as. They don't two, say the American; they say and, the Mexican. And two, that was what you said before: a guy that hand, a, a British guy that handpicked a Mexican guy. Why? Because he was chubby. He went out there. They're like, oh, I fell we for got that. Him. I fell for that big ticket. You tell me about the fight. Did. You tell me about the fight. But I, I told you because it. I had seen Andy Ruiz right before that fight. He fought this other guy, and I was like, how is this even happening? Still, he fought another. I forgot who it was, but he was a big guy. And I was like, oh, I think that, that Australian that had the WBO belt. He was trying to fight for the WBO. I don't remember. I just remember I believe he was so. a bigger guy. Yeah. But Ruiz's hands were going. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like Butterbean. He's fast. And then next thing you know, something happens with um, one of the fights with Joshua. Got, and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, the boom. The other guy, they found um, an enhancement on yeah, him. Yeah. And then they're like, boom, we'll take Andy Ruiz since he just won the last one. Hey, we'll take it, whatever. He goes out there and just shows his, his speed heavy and set, power. A heavy set guy that you don't think is a boxer. You don't think he has speed. You don't have to for a real top 10 fighter. Yeah. All right. It looked like when Andy Reese came in and they were looking and they were counting to bring him in the ring. You had Ivan Drago all built like That's a rock. That's literally what they were talking about yeah, with that Ivan one. Ivan Drago, 6'8", built like a rock, muscle everywhere yeah. against, you know, not even Rocky. Rocky at least showed. Yeah, Chief, this guy, to me, I thought it was a Andy joke. Andy Reese went out there and said something about Snickers. Yeah, he had Snickers, I think. He was training eating Snickers. He was Snickers. trying to get sponsored by Snickers yeah. at that time, remember? Yeah, it was so funny that you're saying that. And I watched it. And you even told me, Dad, you go, man, you ain't going to do nothing. He'll, I'll watch the first round. And I bet you it's going to be over. He shut my mouth good. <laughs> he pretty much shocked the world, too. Literally shocked the world. Yep. Because everybody's like, what just happened? Even the announcers, even the guy I hate from ESPN said, how does this guy, how is he a boxer? What made him? Why is he a champion? They were even saying, like, Joshua should be embarrassed, this and this and this, blah, 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 whatever. But you forget, boxing is a combat sport. One punch changes the whole outcome. Yep. One punch changed the beast that I saw, the beast that I, was, I thought was unbeatable, Mike Tyson. Buster Douglas, one punch. Boom. You could be tall, you could be short, you could be whatever. But if you go in there 
And you, you're at least you're the weight. The weight is there. Yeah. That's the even platform. But you have the reach and you know how to use it. But you see. Or another fighter knows how to Reece take it away from you. <laughs> Reese didn't have the reach. But he knew how to take that away from Joshua. He took one, got inside and did to that. Me, to me, I don't think it was. To me, I know he gets ready. He won the fight. To me, it was luck because he was a hurt fighter. And Joshua went in there to finish a hurt fighter. And I remember I heard this a long time ago. The most dangerous fighter in the world is the hurt fighter. Yep. Because he has nothing to lose. Because he's, he's losing now. So he's fighting for his life now. Yep. To stay on his feet. And what happened? Joshua was looking for his right hand, right hand. And all of a sudden, boom. It and Reese got dropped. Yeah. Reese got dropped. And then he got back up. And like you said. He thought he was going to win. I'm going to kill this guy now. But the difference was Reese was able to recover and fight. I don't think he recovered. Somewhat. He swung. He was just well, swinging. Psh, he swung than, because what's his name? More got than Joshua. Close. He got closer to Joshua because Joshua thought, okay, this guy can't hurt me no more. I could get him. He had him because he was power, He was throwing all his power punches at him. Yeah. And when he was hitting him, he was rocking Reese. Yep. But then that one where he got rocked, he threw at the same time, countered it, and connected. And, and you saw that wobble when he connected. He goes, whoa, what happened? Yeah. And Andy Reese goes, and I bet you his corner was yelling, get him now, get him now. And yep. he got him. I mean... That uh, just the best words that can answer all, all the best comment, I guess, for each of these fights is how they always yell it. Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico. That's it. Yep. Oh, yeah. 